Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. I tell you when you get a fucking water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Ali Bay. Today is October 13th, 2019. We just had a miserable, miserable game in London. Did not enjoy that at all. Horrible loss. Did not need that. At all. I can take a loss when we're at least competitive and in it, and it's just a matter of who has the ball last. Those are the losses that I'm like, okay, I'm fine with it. We played well. Right, that was the thing. We did not play well. If anybody says Carolina beat beat us, it's not technically it's true, but we beat ourselves. That was just a horrible, horrible showing by the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers and and well, the Buccaneers Winston. And, yeah, was, this was this was all on Jameis. Uh, I, I, I'm not gonna say 100 percent on Jameis. Like 99.9. Nine yeah. percent, a good seventy, eighty percent. You know, it was it was just just bad football. Bad football. Seven turnovers. Seven. You cannot win like that. No, nope, can't so do it. Two is like nah, all right. You can maybe squeak that one out. Seven. I know. I mean, they had three hundred and we had three hundred and sixty-five passing yards. They had two hundred and nine. They only had fifty-nine rushing yards. We had forty-two. Time of possession was thirty-one minutes ten seconds for. The Panthers, 28 minutes, 50 seconds for the Bucks. We had a 33% third down conversion rate. They had 20% conversion rate. The big difference was the turnovers, seven turnovers. And that doesn't include the sacks. But I do want to point out this was a London game. London games are normally just abysmal. The last time we were in London, it was the Bears game where we lost like 45 to 3 or something. 2011, that was the implosion of the Buccaneers. It destroyed the rest of the season. Something happened. This is I've been talking about this for years. Nobody knows what happens or nobody will say what happened. But something happened on the flight over there. With some, Raheem Morris. Some players got into it with coaching staff or something. And then after that game, they just quit on the, the coach. I don't, I don't think we won a game for the rest of the season. And then... Raheem Morris got fired at the end of the season. Don't think that's going to happen here, but... I don't know, though. They got to get that shit together. <laughs> Last week was bad enough with the Saints. Well, at okay. least at least with the Saints, we got beat by the better team. This this week, we beat ourselves. <sighs> I mean, the Panthers didn't do anything. I mean, no, they weren't spectacular. No. McCaffrey had 31 yards on 22 attempts rushing. He had one touchdown, and then he also had that, a receiving touchdown. That one touchdown, that really shouldn't have been a touchdown because he was stopped. His forward motion was stopped. He sat there for a full second and then reached his arm out. Yeah, and they gave and, that to and him. And they gave it to him. Ridiculous, man. I, did, you did, I tell you what, the refs have got to we got to do something about this ref stuff. It's killing the game. It's killing the game. Every game I watched today, there was atrocious calls or non-calls. You know, they do replays, and they wouldn't get them right. And it was just like, God, this is, this is normally every year it's bad. It's getting worse. But this year is just really bad, really, really bad. Oh, which, which reminds me, fact check to follow up. Fact check. The two intentional grounding throws that I claimed by Bridgewater in the New Orleans Saints games were, in fact, not intentional grounding. I went back and reviewed the rules, and what it says is, you know, when they're outside the pocket, they have to throw it beyond the line of scrimmage, right? But in brackets, it says extended. The line of scrimmage brackets extended. So that means it goes basically around the world. So you could just chunk the ball, and it, even if it goes out of bounds, 
20 yards away from the line of scrimmage, as long as it lands past the line of scrimmage. If it goes up in the stands and is past the line of scrimmage, then that's fine. So those two intentional grounding calls I said Bridgewater threw that were not called, they were not intentional groundings. So just wanted to get that out there. But yes, horrible, horrible game. And it's Jameis Winston. The big thing, and this is what I said, I wanted to do a video on it at the beginning of the year, you know, before the season started. You know, the, the two big things I really wanted B.A. to fix with Jameis Winston is his happy feet and his not seeing the field, you know, not seeing open receivers downfield. And today he just had bad happy feet, bad, bad, bad. I mean, anytime he thought he felt pressure, he just started scrambling. And it wasn't good scrambles. It was panic, panic scrambles. He looked to me, I think that he has trust issues with his offensive line, which I'm not going to comment on that one way or the other, but. He seemed to be working through that with the starters this season. He had kind of calmed down. We haven't really seen him play this bad since San Francisco. Right. So I think he's worked through his trust issues with the starters on the offensive line. But then with that right side of the line, him having two backups in there, I think everything just went out the window. He went back to old Jameis. They need to do some like group therapy or something so he can... (laughs) He needs, work through his issues. He needs, he needs a quarterback pocket counseling. <laughs> well, I think what they need to do is strap him to a chair, chaining, taping. I don't care what they do, but make sure he can't move. Sit him in front of the all 22 of Tom Brady in the pocket and just force him to watch 20 years of Tom Brady in the pocket. Like clockwork orange style? Yes. Put the prize eyes open with some toothpicks or something because James Winston you know, sometimes he'll get out of the pocket, scramble, do something nice, or he'll get out of the pocket, get on the outside, and throw a good pass or whatever. But nine times out of ten, he starts scrambling. It's a mess, you know, because it makes the offensive line's job impossible. Because once the quarterback moves out of the pocket, offensive linemen don't know where he's at. So, you know, they don't know how to block the defense. And, and several of those sacks, uh, Jared McCoy's sack in particular, was him walking into running, the defender. Yeah, right into him. Uh, one time he he scrambled uh, quite a few times. The vast majority of the times he scrambled when he didn't have to. He could have just maneuvered around in the pocket or thrown the ball, but he would just panic. But one time he scrambled when he didn't need to, and he ran forward and ran right into one of our linemen, and then bounced back, spun around, and got tackled or sacked. Most of the sacks, from what I could tell, I haven't seen all twenty-two. It won't be out till Tuesday. Uh, Almost every sack was because of Winston scrambling. You know, him getting happy feet back there. Uh, a couple of times, uh, Rojo did a horrible job in pass protection. Which, that's probably why he's not the starter. Pe- people keep saying he needs to be the starter. Yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, he might be the better running back as far as, you know, finding holes and getting space or whatever. But Peyton Barber's a much better pass protecting running back. And that's a large part of a running back's job is that pass protection. You know, they stay back there. They try to pick up blitzes or anybody get through. If nobody gets through, then they go out for a check down. One time, this was a, I think we were up up near the goal line around the 10-yard line or something like that, their goal line. And Rojo missed a blitzer coming in. Right. And the guy's charging right for Winston, but he's still about four yards away. So Winston starts to scramble, you know, to tucks the ball. But even before he started to tuck the ball, the blitzer stopped and turned around and ran out to cover Rojo, who was going for a check down. But Winston could have thrown the ball to Rojo. Rojo was wide open because he had run out for the check down, missed the blitzer coming in. The blitzer realized that the guy was going, that Rojo was going out for a check down. So he turns around and starts going after him. Well, Winston starts scrambling. 
And, I mean, he just scrambled all over the place and ended up getting sacked. I think it was one of the fumbles. And I'm just like, my God, this is just bad. This is just horrible. He's, he can't do this. You can't. They need to put cinder blocks on his feet or something. He's got to learn how to stay in that pocket and maneuver around in it. Because anytime he feels pressure or sees pressure, he just panics. Maybe he's got PTSD after the Saints game because this Carolina line is not any better than the Saints or defensive line. No, and I've seen everybody's complaining about our offensive line. And normally I watch the offensive line when I'm watching. But with this game, almost from the first pass, I was just fascinated, stuck watching Jameis Winston. Because he was just blowing my mind. I mean, Molly was sitting right here with me, and I'm screaming at the TV almost every snap, going, "What are you doing? Why are you? Why are you running? Why are you moving out of the pocket?" He had no reason to most of the time, but he just had phantom pressure. So I didn't watch the offensive line as intensely as I normally do. But from what I can tell, they did not play as bad. But I see everybody's blaming them for most of these sacks, and I don't think they were the issue. Not from what I saw. That's why stats can be misleading. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very misleading a lot of times. Well, let's talk about the receivers because Mike Evans had that bobble drop. Man. And then OJ had that attempted one-handed shit. What was that all about? Pat McAfee told a story about Peyton Manning. There was, I can't remember what receiver it was, but he was a rookie under Peyton Manning. Yeah, and it was a a guy that turned out to be a really... Good receiver. Who yeah, was it might have been a tight end, something. In any case, it doesn't matter. He tried to catch a pass one-handed from Peyton. Did he make the catch or no? Missed it. No, he missed it. Missed it. And the play's over. He gets up, and Peyton Manning is staring him dead in the eye and just points at the sideline. Yeah, he started, he started to walk back to the huddle, and Peyton Manning was, like, pointing yeah, to the sideline. points line. to the sideline. The coach, the guy gets to the sideline. The coach goes, no, what are you doing? You're back in. And he's like, oh, okay. So he starts running back out. Peyton sees him and points again. Like, it's a, like a child that you are <laughs> scolding your timeout. So the guy goes back. He got benched by Peyton Manning. Yeah. And Peyton Manning said, if you ever try to catch a pass one-handed again, you will never get another target from me or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a I'm a firm believer in that. I mean, so OJ had he got hit in the freaking forearm by a pass. He had one arm up. He could have put yeah, two. He, it yeah. would have been a catch yeah. for a first down, I think. Mhm. Yeah, he had a couple of drops and uh, that one with Mike Evans, that was a beautiful pass dropped right in the breadbasket. And yeah, that was just, on Evans. Yeah, that was totally on Evans. And he said after the game, he said, I played like shit. He's got to step it up, man. So does O.J. Howard. That's just – and they didn't leave O.J. Howard in and to block as much as they normally do this time. I, it didn't appear. I'm going to I'm gonna chart it all out. But normally we run these tight end sets, two tight end sets, and, you know, they stay in a block. At least one of them does. They didn't do a lot of that this time. And we see what happened. The Bucks had 407 yards total to Carolina's 268. That reminds me of what game was it? The the Rams, I think it was, where they had like 500 and some yards. You know, it's like, I mean, you know, getting yards don't mean anything if you're going to turn the ball over. Yeah, exactly. And get sacked. But there was, it was 17 to 7. The Bucs had the ball on the Saints 12-yard line. It was first and 10. Winston gets the ball and he double pumps to a screen. It's very straight. I don't know why he didn't throw it. Don't know why he didn't throw it. I mean, there was a there was a defender between him and whoever it was he was going to throw the screen pass to, but he could have thrown it over the guy. And the guy had a, a blocker in front of him, so you know if he would have jumped up, the blocker would have knocked him down. Whatever. But so I don't know. I don't know why. But Winston pumped, and then he pumped again, and then he got tackled. The ball came out, and uh, 
But luckily, we were we recovered that one. Then the very, very next play, second and 19 on the 21. Or Mind you, the score is 17-7. We could have gotten... Yeah, we're only 10 points down at that we were point. Only, yeah, and we were going to get a touchdown, I'm sure, but things didn't work out. So anyhow, uh, we're on the 21. Winston drops back. Rojo misses a block on the blitzer coming in. The blitzer, number 56, stops. This is the one I was talking about. He stops blitzing and turns around to cover 27 and went out for the check down. Winston panics, runs around like a chicken with his head cut off, gets hit eventually, and the ball knocked out of his hand. Carolina gets the fumble. Now, he could have thrown that check down. And you could see when it happens, Jensen is standing there, and he just gets frustrated. He just throws his hand up and just storms off the field. I think he was pissed. You know, he was like, what are you doing? But, uh... To me, I think that's when the game just went to crap. I mean, it was it was bad before, but it just seemed like everybody just lost all gumption after that. They were they were like, "There's no way we're going to be able to win this game with Winston playing like this." Yeah. And I was saying, I said this to Molly, and you know, I hate saying it. I was like, they need to take Winston out and put Ryan Griffin in at the half. Yeah, I was like, they you know maybe let him come out and play a series, see how he does. But this is you just can't have this. You can't do it. They they benched Marcus Mariota today because yeah. he was playing so bad. Yeah, and I I don't think he had that many interceptions. I mean, seven turnovers. Yeah, I think it was five interceptions, wasn't right. it? Seven sacks. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to look at all that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to look at stats right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, in B.A.'s book, The Quarterback Whisperer, he talks about his number one thing with quarterbacks is building their confidence. So he'll probably never bench Winston, you know. And I'm not a big fan of, you know, firing people and all that. I don't have a problem with benching people, though. You know, you gotta you gotta hold people accountable, and when you're playing that bad, there's something going on. I just, I just don't know. And now at this point, I'm like, can Arians even fi- can this be fixed ever? I don't know. Well, you know, we do have excuses. One in London, it's one of our home games, so we lose a home game. Not that home games really matter for us because we never fill the stadium up anyhow. They said some of the fans said that it was mostly Carolina fans there. I think a combination of things. Uh, everyone hates the Glazers over there. <laughs> because of Manchester United. Yeah. And there's a player from, I think, London on the Panthers roster. And he used to play American football over there. So I think they probably came out to support him. Hmm. But it was a majority Carolina fans in the stands. But the thing about it over there is that they don't know... When to be loud and when not to be loud. Yeah, so it's loud all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's loud all the time. That's how they, at soccer games, they just Yeah, that's what you uh, do, make noise. Well, to continue with our excuses, uh, we have the hardest, the toughest schedule in the league we've played so far. Uh, going forward, we have about an average tough schedule. Uh, the Patriots, on the other hand, have had the easiest schedule. That's some bullshit. It is some BS. And, you know, we've had to do all this traveling. we still got traveling to do. Yeah, we got to go to Tennessee, then Seattle. Yeah, that's a lot of traveling, man. Uh, so, you know, there are excuses, but there are no excuses for how Jameis Winston performed today. None. No excuses for that. He should have seen that he was not playing correctly and then and, and, and just played extremely conservative. But it seems like with Jameis, he feels like he – and Bruce Arian said this after uh, the, the game in his press conference that Jameis tries to be Superman too much. And you just get that feeling. And he's just not Superman. He's not Superman. You know, I, I feel like when he gets that away, that's when he makes his biggest mistakes. You know, when he feels like he's got to do all this scrambling and running around and throwing these balls in tight windows. He was throwing horrible today, too. He had so many passes that were uh, over and behind receivers. And Chris Godwin is the only receiver we've had that's been 
consistent and good this year. Stop throwing the ball to Scotty Miller. Just stop. Ridiculous. He's only had two catches and what, 20 targets, something of that nature. I mean, it's really bad. And both catches were contested where he dropped the ball after he caught him. Did you see him today? All right, so he caught the ball, and a defender's leg was caught up in his arms. He ends up carrying this dude. He was like picking him up. This a little guy. He's 5'10", 174 pounds. He's carrying him. It was the weirdest looking thing. They had contested it. I think the guy was trying to wrestle it from him, the defender, so... Scotty yeah. wasn't having that. Yeah, he's only caught two passes. And then there was another one, which was a bomb, mm-hmm. and he should have, you know, Go for kicked it. in that second yep. gear that everyone says that he's got, and he just didn't do it. And yeah. you're like, that was the perfect opportunity. It would have been a touchdown for sure. Yeah, and you see, and you see this with the receivers all the time, especially these speedy receivers, that they'll be going down the field, they'll be open, the ball will be thrown, it's, you know, a little ahead of them, and they'll pull up. Once they realize that it's not going to land right in their hands, they'll pull up. And he did that. He pulled up. I got so mad. I'm like, oh, you know, why don't these receivers just die for the damn ball? Yeah. If you die for it and you don't catch it, that's fine. But just not even trying to catch it? Come on, man. And they've had, with Scotty Miller, they've thrown a couple times to him, or Winston's thrown a couple times to him, you know, these these routes where he's just blazing down the sidelines. But he's got a guy plastered to, right to him. He's not getting any separation, and Winston throws it to him anyhow. He does these, he's thrown three or four out routes to Scotty Miller, which I think this is the most retarded thing in the world. You're going to throw an out route to a speed guy. There's no opportunity for him to run after he catches the ball. They're not designed. You throw out routes to these tall guys that can, you know, anyhow, he's, a, he, he's thrown three or four out routes to Scotty Miller, and every single one of them has been over his head. Every single one of them. Because <laughs> the guy's so short. And Winston's used to throwing him to Evans, who can jump up and catch him, or at least stick his arms up and catch him. So just stop throwing it to Scotty Miller. Unless he's wide open, blazing across the field, don't throw in the damn ball. See, after Mike Evans and Godwin, I don't feel like we have any viable options at receiver. Bobo is hit or miss, yeah. and we'll talk about him in a second. And then... I don't know what the deal with Justin Watson is. I feel like he's never out there. Brashad Perryman, useless so far. We got Bo. I mean, who else do we have? Did I miss anybody? Bobo, Scotty, Justin, and Brashad Perryman. Like, none of these guys are showing up. Chris Godwin is, like, the only one on the offense that's, like you said, consistent. Mm Mm-hmm. And O.J. Howard, I don't know if he got big-headed because of all the talk about him in the offseason and how he was going to be an elite tight end and everything, but he has done nothing. I know. Cameron Bray really showed up this game, yes, which I wish they would use him more because him and Jameis seem to have a rapport. Mm. Yeah, there were some good things, not many, but Ryan Smith played great on special teams. I mean, he did two. He had two outstanding special team plays. He's the one that... Stopped the ball right there on the one-yard line. Which then they drove down. Then they drove down 99 yards on us. outrageous. And uh, then he's also the one that knocked the ball out. He's always been good on special teams. I've always liked him. Yeah, I've always liked him, too. Generally. So, you know, we've got excuses, but we don't have this. You know, everybody's got excuses. We've got more excuses than some, but you've got to overcome that stuff. It's just like... Like, Carolina had to travel, too. They're on their backup quarterback. They have excuses, too. I just don't, Yeah, yeah, it's like their offensive line is just banged up as ours. Yeah. Uh, They had a a new left tackle. You know, we should have had... short on their defensive line is on injured reserve. Yeah, we should have had seven sacks. We had a few, though. Our defensive line played well, I thought. And, you know, we stopped the run. Yeah, again. But they didn't need it this time. No. They need it with Cam. Yes, that's true. Kyle Allen 
seems a little more versatile. Yeah, and they had some receivers drop balls as well. Oh yeah, but the whole the whole game one hundred percent was the turnovers, and they were just about all on Jameis. They were just stupid and ugly. Very, very ugly. This was worse than the Cincinnati game last year. Well, he got pulled in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he would. There, there was a good three or four times I saw where there was absolutely nobody around Jameis Winston. He had a perfect pocket, and he started. He would just panic. I felt like towards the end there was a a glimpse of him being more calm and collected, where we were only sixteen points down. So. And I think there was like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, it would kind of be a stretch, but not impossible to overcome that. You know, we were still in it. Yeah, the, the I, announcers kept saying, well, the Buccaneers can't, don't seem to be way to, to go away. They're just, they just keep putting themselves back in the game. Yeah. And there was a little sliver of Jameis looking calm and collected, like maybe a series. And then it just went to shit again. He needs something on the sideline that makes him, like, he needs to learn how to meditate or something where he just stops being so flustered. Well, Josh Freeman, I mean, uh, Jameis Winston has played 62 career games. He's got 68 interceptions. Josh Freeman threw 62 career games through 68 interceptions. Wow. Now, Jameis Winston has got much better stats than Josh Freeman did. And that kind of surprised me, too. I didn't realize that Josh Freeman had thrown that many interceptions. There's just, there's just something something's going on. Something needs to be done. I'm not a fan. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you know we will never call for anybody to be fired. No player to be cut. Just don't believe in it. This is our team. I support the team. That includes everybody from the ownership to the cheerleaders, especially the especially cheerleaders. Especially the cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of that, today is the six-year anniversary of when we went down there to watch the Bucks lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. Nick Foles. Wow. Right after we got married. And what's the first thing we did? Took pictures with cheerleaders. Took pictures with the cheerleaders. I could have I could have left to come back home after that. <laughs> Especially after that game. That's what you told them, too. They got a big giggle out of yeah. that. Hey, I told her, I said, this is the only reason why I come to the game. <laughs> uh, you know, we released uh, Daywon Cannon the other day. I found that strange. You know, he's he hasn't played. He's gotten very few snaps. Yeah, and that was a Bruce Arians guy from Arizona. But releasing him... Gives us compensatory picks. Yeah. So Did we ever use them? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could trade them and all that good stuff, but you know, we'll use them. And uh, so, you know, that's probably why they released him. We might pick him up after. I think we can pick him back up after week eight or nine, something of that nature. Don't know. We'll see. Uh, Devin White, he didn't do well in coverage, but he played good. He had some good tackles today. He had one really good one on McCaffrey. He Makes up for that stiff arm. Yeah, that's the one where that, that was his fault. Yeah. he Well, not the stiff arm, but McCaffrey, McCaffrey was his. McCaffrey was open. Co- yeah, he ended up over there standing beside Levante David on the right side of the field. The left side, if you're on the defense, they were both right together. And that's happened quite a bit with this team. You know, linebackers getting bunched together and somebody missing their coverage assignment. So uh, McCaffrey was able to catch that ball and not have any to tackle him or contest the catch or anything. So, you know, McCaffrey, that's the big thing with him. Don't give him space. You see what happens. If you watch the games, the past three games he's played, the guy is incredible. I mean, he's making moves and doing stuff that, you know, I, I've never seen before. I, I, I think they need to drug test the guy. There's no way he's doing this a la natural. So we've got excuses, but we've got a lot of adversity to overcome. We've got the uh, being away from home, no home games for a long time. Uh, we've got all this traveling we've got to do. We've got injuries. We've got 
the referees we got to compete against. These weren't too bad today. Besides that touchdown was kind of questionable, but other than that, I thought they did okay. They were scared of B.A. They don't want to piss him off. (laughs) But we've got to overcome that stuff. I mean, that's what what football and life is all about, is overcoming adversity. Right, and we're not the only team that's got to deal with it. No, well, maybe not the schedule stuff. No. uh, I do think we are... One of the worst teams as far as referees are concerned. You yeah. know, they're quick to. It, it, was, it was like today I was watching, oh gosh, who was it? Yeah, at 11 10 in the fourth quarter, we uh, against, it was at New Orleans at Jacksonville today. Uh, I think it was number 56, helmet to helmet contact on a defenseless receiver, knocked the guy out. The guy had his leg all up under him and he was laying on the feet. He was messed up. And uh, it was a New Orleans guy hit the Jacksonville guy. Helmet to helmet, came in like a missile. No ejection. It was worse than the Carlton Davis hit, but no ejection. He got penalized, but no ejection. It see, the, the, where is the consistency at? If you're going to do that to one team, you got to do it to another. But they'll do it to us. I mean, because we're a small market team, we don't have a large fan base. You know, there's not going to be this large national outcry. You know, 31 other teams didn't even know Carlton Davis got ejected. We're the only fan base that cares, and we're a small fan base, so you know, we nobody cares. Let that happen to Dallas or the Patriots. Or Green Bay, they they change rules because of those people. Yeah, it's true. So you know that's something we do have. It's a thing we have to overcome is bad refereeing. We do get we get the worst referee crews because we're a small market team, but we have to overcome it. We have to play better than we did today. Mainly Jameis, he's got to overcome that crap. Today was so bad though. I mean, they can only go up, right? I think I said that <laughs> last week. Did I? I think I've said that before. I don't. It can know. only get better. So, uh, Gerald McCoy had two and a half sacks a day. You mentioned that, which is funny because the whole time he was with us, nine years, he only had one game where he had three sacks, and that was against the Atlanta Falcons, and it was against one guy, their he right was a guard. Scrub. Yeah, who they eventually got rid of. And if you if listen to our podcast, we talked about this quite often. The guy sucked. And Gerald McCoy sacks today, from what I saw, okay, once, once the All 22 comes out, I'll be able to have a, a better understanding of it he didn't do anything he didn't do anything special Jameis ran into him you know, i saw that on what i think the first sack the one with ali marpet yeah yeah which he didn't really beat ali marpet ali marpet had leverage on him and was pushing him but Jameis ran the way that ali marpet was pushing him and gerald mccoy was able to get a hand out and grab hold of james winston but this is why i am glad gerald mccoy is off of our team this is one of the big reasons is because one of the big issues I had with Jeremy McCoy is he sucked all the attention from this team into himself. All of it. I would not want to play on a team with Jeremy McCoy because no matter what you did, he's going to take credit for it. He did that with... Le- I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Levante David. He yes. did that to Levante David when... What was it? Levante's first or second year when he had a bunch of sacks and TFLs. And McCoy said the reason Levante is able to do that is because I'm taking all the double teams on the line. Yes. So Levante can shoot in there and get the sack. Yeah, and Levante is a humble guy and he, you know, he doesn't get in front of the microphone a lot. So, you know, Gerald McCoy just basically took advantage of that. Well, anyhow, after the game today, Gerald McCoy, of course, has to go and start giving a bunch of interviews. Well, he gave an interview today with uh, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports, right after the game via phone. A phone interview. <laughs> I mean, who does that? You know, right after a game in London, you get on the phone and start giving interviews. I don't know. It's just weird to me. But anyhow, McCoy told uh, Pro Football Talk 
that the reason why they won is because he told everybody, he told the rest of the defensive line how Winston plays. Of course, I, I guess he forgot to do that week two. I guess so. <laughs> Never uh, occurred to him. So, yeah. So, so you know what? He, he, he said that uh, <laughs> he told him that Winston likes to step up in the pocket. Is that true? No. That's what, I know. That's, what, that's one of the things I'm like, wait a minute. The, where is he getting that from? I wish Winston would step up in the pocket. Winston does not like to step up in the pocket. Normally, when Winston feels pressure, he spins. And he spins to the left. He doesn't step up in the pocket. I wish he would step up in the pocket. But Jeremy McCoy says he steps up in the pocket. Or whatever, you know. It's just Jeremy McCoy running his mouth. But for, he, he he's taking the credit for all seven sacks by saying, oh, I told the defensive line how to play this game. And then, of course, McCoy talks about things that Rivera said and all this. But it's just... God, I'm so glad that's off the team. So glad that's off the team. Yes, I'm discouraged with today's loss. I was discouraged about the Giants' loss. I was discouraged about the 49ers' loss. And I was discouraged about the Saints' loss. Saints' loss, I felt like we got beat by the better team with a lot of help from the refs. You know, we just did not play with any passion in that game. No energy. The Giants' game, we should have won. We lost that game. We missed a field goal. Point blank. That was the reason why we lost that. One guy kicked the ball a foot to the right. That was it. Reason why we lost that game. 49ers game, James Winston. This game, James Winston. We're a good team. Our issue is we're beating ourselves. We've only had one loss where we've got beat, and that was the Saints. To me, this is why it's so discouraging, is that we've been here before. I feel like this is what we said every week last week that we lost. Last week or last year? Last year. Last season, 2018. It was just the same thing. This little crap when we're just beating ourselves and it's frustrating and today I felt like for the first time it's not the coach and I don't know if PA can fix it the the first time I felt like this now when we fired Cutter or it was inevitable that we were going to fire Cutter you and I argued this that it's not the coach and actually Freakonomics did a study of coach coaching turnover I think at the college level but found that replacing the coach rarely helped mm-hmm. and so we were always on that wagon, except for when Lovey Smith was here. That was definitely the coach then. Yeah. But now it's like we felt we put all this in the BA and we felt like he was going to fix it. And now I'm like, what if he's not going to? I'm just very, I do feel discouraged and despondent a little bit. I'm like, come on, not again. It's just so reminiscent of everything we've been seeing for the last 10 years. Oh, no, I feel you. I mean, I'm... After this game, I mean, you even tweeted out, I, I had to go take a nap because <laughs> I was so angry. I didn't really take a nap. I just... You were there with your eyes closed. I needed my alone time. <laughs> uh, but I felt like after this game, I was like, I oh, screw this, man. I am tired of supporting this team and doing all this stuff. You know, I'm just done. You know, I mean, we do this podcast, we do the website, we do the videos. I mean, we don't do it for the money. We don't get any money. We, you know, we don't have any ads. We don't do any of that stuff. Not like all the other podcasts where we're hunting for sponsors and all. You know, we do it because we we want the team to do good, and we're going to do everything we can to help them, and we just like it. But after performances like today, you just want to quit. I, I, you know, I'm like, I want to get rid of all my Buccaneers gear. Just, just, I'm tired of it. I'm done Let's with just it. Just be New England fans. <laughs> no, no, I'm tired of football. I'm tired of getting angry at bad calls, no calls. You know, stupid crap all the time. Where you know, it's just, it's just, it just gets so. You get so despondent. But then you got to realize that this too shall pass. You know, we will play good. We're a good team. We will play good. This is a snafu. 
There's going to be other games that are bad coming out. But there's going to be other games that are good coming out. You know, you think, this is a long season. Uh, we're not even a third of the way through it yet. So Yeah, we are a third. We're in the second third. We're just starting the second third. Yeah. After this bye week, right, will be the... No, this game. This is week five. This week six. The Saints was... Oh, that's right. Week six. Okay, yeah. So the first third's through. So we'll only have a third of the way to this. There's a lot of football that goes on. This happens every year. You brought it up. Uh, You bring it up all the time. You know, usually the teams that play good in the first third don't play good in the the second third or the last third. You know, and it's usually the teams that are playing good at the end of the season that back into the playoffs that play well in the playoffs. So, yeah, we've got a long way to go, and we are a good team. And our defensive line is really good. Here's what I worry about. Bruce Arians preaches to the team, this is their team. They're going to go as far as they want to take them. I just worry about that losing culture and the losing mentality that he can't shake it. That particularly Jameis has this in his head that he screws it up and loses the game. It's like when he starts to play bad, it's just a snowball. And then it's just one thing after another. It's not like he can ever compose himself and play better through the game. Yeah, he needs to be more like we saw in... Week two, three, and four, you know, where, you know, he was just calm, cool, collected, didn't get frazzled, you know, threw the check downs, didn't feel like he had to to thread the eye of a needle 50 yards down the field, whatever, you know, it's just, yeah, BA's got to work on that. That's the biggest problem on our team is Jameis getting these games like this. You can't have it. You can't win. It's impossible to win. I mean, we held them to a little over 200 yards. I mean, if, we didn't have all those turnovers. We would have stopped them. But it is what it is, man. We yeah. would have beat Cam Newton. I'm yeah. confident of that. <laughs> Cam Newton would have had eight turnovers <laughs> to our seven. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't feel good right now. I'm talking. I'm trying to talk myself up even. You know, it's just, a, it's just like. You uh, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, man. Psychology. I try not to get too discouraged with games like this because. You know, as we talked about on the podcast, when you watch it all 22, you might see something totally different. But that hasn't been the case all season. No, except for the New Orleans Saints game where we saw it was more referee stuff and something else. I can't remember, but it wasn't exactly as we said. But yeah, you're right. I mean, so far this season has been exactly. In this game, we're saying it was Jameis Winston, uh, the run running back, not blocking in protection, wide receivers dropping balls. So the whole offense, basically. Yeah, I'm not even putting offensive line in there. But like I said, I didn't watch offensive line like I normally do. But I didn't see them getting beat that bad. No, I didn't really think so either. And there was some pressure. I think that it's safe to say there was some pressure, especially on the outside. Mm -hmm. That right tackle, I think, got... I saw, I saw him get bit. worked a little bit. Yeah, they kind of did a pincher move, I felt like, with the tackles. Yeah. But it wasn't... In Jameis's face, right. that's the problem. Right. Is that you're not always going to have a completely clean pocket. You just have to be able to withstand that kind of pressure. Yeah, and even that one interception Jameis threw where he get hit in the arm. You know, and the guy reached out and just barely grazed his barely arm. Barely touched it. And it was it wasn't it wasn't his forearm. It was his bicep or his chest. Oh, I thought right it was his it. elbow. No, it was it was it to me it looked like the it Bruce should. Urban one. Yeah. Okay. To me, it looked like it shouldn't have. Caused that ball to flutter the way it did. But but Jameis Winston threw it with his elbows sticking way out. It was bad form. And he throws it, and it just it just turned into a duck. And uh, that's the one O.J. Howard 
I, I can't wait to see this one on all 22 because it looked to me like OJ Howard had jumped up in the air even before the ball had been thrown. And then that one, you know, went off course and he like reached out and tried to get it with one hand. That was another one handed attempt and it was just too far away and got intercepted. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to call for Jameis Winston to be traded or fired or cut. I wouldn't be too mad if Ryan Griffin was put in there. <laughs> I can lie to you. From what I saw, you know, Ryan Griffin's got he's got some some game management skills and he was he was throwing some uh lasers. He didn't seem to be quite the liability. No, it didn't seem like it. But we've never seen him in a live game either. Right. Other than preseason. Against so, starters. You know, the the best quarterback or the fan favorite quarterback on the team is always the backup. So I don't want to be that guy. But I did, man, today I was just like, Oh god, just take Winston out and put Griffin in. Do it right now. Claim claim Winston's got a flu or he broke his leg or something. Just <laughs> He broke his leg walking back to the locker room at halftime. <laughs> something. Because it was just bad, bad, bad performance. And I wish we would have ran the ball more. You know, we were doing kind of well with the run and just... <sighs> yeah, they didn't have many rush yards, but I think they had more than we did. I think so, too. Yeah, we only had 42. They had 59. Yeah, we only had 14 rushing attempts, and one of those was Winston. Wow. They had 29. They only had two yards per rush average. We had three yards per rush average. I mean, you know, stat-wise, we killed it all in everything except for the turnovers. I mean, they only got three of 15 third downs. Wow. Yeah. We, we killed them in penalties, too. We had nine for 70. We had where, nine penalties? Yeah, where they had three for 30. Holy crap. But three of our penalties was that oh, stupid that's right. punt where the we pun- kept getting backed up three times. We got false starts. Three times in a row, yeah. Back, back, back. First one was Kevin Minter. Second one was the two guards. And then the third one was a long snapper. I don't even know how you do that as a long snapper. <laughs> how do you false start as a long snapper? I don't know. That was a weird one. That was weird. And they didn't replay them. That was no. the thing. And again, that's another issue I have with the Buccaneers. You know, we're such a low market team. We don't get all these replays and analysis and all that crap that the bigger market teams get. Bobo Wilson. That fumble. I don't know. They asked Bruce Arians after the game, basically why he's still a kick returner and, or a punt returner. And he said, because nobody's taking the job from him. And that's a problem. That's what he said. It was like, Oh yeah. Well, okay. Uh, Dari seems like he would be decent at that. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like, what about that TJ Logan guy who just stands in the end zone and gets touchbacks? Every yeah, he time? just does kick returns, and I think he's returned one in six games. Yeah, and got to like the twenty. Yeah, but yeah, Bobo's just not doing anything. I mean, a lot of times he loses yards. Today, he besides the fumble, he ran backwards one time. Didn't Bobo have two fumbles? He, he recovered one though. Yeah, he had one reception, two fumbles. Only one of them was lost. James Winston had two fumbles. One of them was lost. That was just that was a crushing fumble you know we were get we were on their 12 yard line getting ready to score he fumbles we get the ball back very next play he fumbles again they get the ball it's like he didn't want the ball <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was, he was hot, trying to get rid of it hot potato wrong game winston Jameis. all right we don't want to wrap this up on all this negativity and talking about because here's the thing with the podcast you know we look at the numbers and stuff and see how many people listen when we lose games our numbers are really down. And I know what it's like. You get discouraged. You don't want to even think about it. I do the it. same thing. I don't listen to anything, Bucks, after we lose because I don't want to hear people, especially 
Especially all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them. They're all very negative. Very negative. So I just steer clear of all of it. Joe Bucks fans already has a crap ton oh. of articles out about how... They they probably had it written before the game. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, and that reminds me, Mr. Basshole <laughs> from the Tampa Bay Times, this idiot tweeted... He's tweeting about how great Gerald McCoy is. He was Again. like, he, Yeah, he said... Uh, he, he did a tweet. He said... Uh, so, Gerald McCoy, three sacks today, which he was wrong there. He only got two and a half sacks. Is he still, in quotes, soft or nah? Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. And that's what all the comments said. They were like, yeah, he Yeah, is. he didn't really do anything. Yeah. He just happened to be there when Jameis ran into him. Uh, and Gerald McCoy, you know, he got two and a half sacks today, but there were seven sacks. This reminds me of that Buffalo game uh, back in, I think it was like, 2013 or something, where Buffalo was horrible. They were out of the playoffs. It was like week 12, week 15, they had like a totally brand new offensive line. We ended up getting, I think, seven sacks or five sacks or something like that. And Jared McCoy got two. Daryl Revis got two. I mean, people were getting sacks all over the place. Yeah. And, of course, everybody made it out like Jared McCoy was. Pro Football Focus actually wrote an article saying this is why Jared McCoy is such a great player. And they pointed to that game. Because he's so disruptive. Yeah, so disruptive. I was like, are you serious? Everybody was getting sacks in that game. They sucked. Bills had nothing to play for. They were horrible. So anyhow, you know, Jerry McCoy getting two and a half sacks in this game doesn't mean nothing to me. It, it does. It does definitely doesn't make me go, oh man, we really messed up getting rid of him. Uh, yeah, me neither. I looked at their stats from last week when I was doing the preview. He hasn't had a sack all year. This is no, this is his first sack. Yeah. And last week he was not even on the stat board. Like no tackles, nothing. Right, and he's playing more snaps with Quan Short out on injured reserve. Right. Uh, and he's got an incentive in his contract to get, if he gets six sacks, he gets like $250,000, some crap like that. So, you know, he's got, he ain't going to get six sacks. Not unless he plays us like this four <laughs> right. more times. Or something. <laughs> yeah, he's he's done for the year on us. But I even noticed when uh, one of the defensive players did, no, offensive players did something, Jeremy McCoy ran out on the field and like all came out and congratulated him at the midfield. I'm like, he ain't never do that crap when he was with us, ever. Yeah, it's just a show for him. It's a show. He knows he didn't do anything today. But, boy, he sure did take credit for it. Called up Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports. Called him up on the phone telling them, hey, you know why we got all those sacks? Because I told the defensive line how to beat Winston. Forgot to do that week, too, but (laughs) I remember last night. (laughs) So, anyhow, good news is let's end on some positive stuff. All right, let's do it. Ryan Smith's back. He looks great. Yes. He was doing you. I mean, he was really good on special teams. Uh, Cameron Bright. He's in the mix a little bit. Our defense line looked good. We stopped the run against the leading running back. We have stopped every elite running back that we've encountered. I mean, totally stopped him. They got that touchdown. He got two touchdowns, but they just don't really count. <laughs> one they them, should have an asterisk. Yeah. One of them should not have been a touchdown. Hey, that if was you so take weird. out those touchdowns, we won, really. <laughs> That's <laughs> ah, good to be able to laugh. First time I've been, I've laughed all day. I think. Oh no, that's not true because I did laugh at the Atlanta Falcons beating, getting beat by the Arizona Cardinals. Now hold on, Bucks fans, you're depressed. Watch Falcon games. They are a crap show, man. Their defense is it's probably worse than our defense was under Lovey Smith or their cutter with Mike Smith. Their defense is bad. They can't stop anybody. I don't. Even, it don't even look like they're trying. They got all this talent on their team, and they're just getting lit up. They got beat by the Cardinals, and that's another thing. Carolina Panthers. They're four. They've got four game win streak. They beat the Cardinals, the Jags, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Texans, and us. 
So, you know, it's not like they're beating the Saints, the Packers, the Patriots. San Francisco. San Francisco. Who yeah. they play coming up. Yeah, no, the, the, there was nothing about the Panthers where I went, oh, you know, I mean, McCaffrey, he's a different story. You know, but I've watched every Panthers game. It's not a game where I went, wow, they, they're really good, except for McCaffrey. He's their whole damn team. And I know people are going to be, well, you know, their defensive line is really good. And they, you know, they got seven sacks on us. How can you say they weren't really good and everything? Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to say they're not good. I mean, they're okay. I don't think they're as great as everybody makes them out of the way. But most of that was due to Jameis Winston getting the happy feet today. There were very few sacks. I think, I think maybe one that I could think of where he got sacked in the pocket, where he was standing there and he just got and it collapsed and it, yeah he just came you know most of them were you know him feeling pressure or phantom pressure and him trying to get out and running into people you keep saying we're gonna end on a positive and then you keep going back <laughs> and talking about bad stuff all right here's the positive we're not gonna lose next week i guarantee it <laughs> put all your money down on the bucks the not atlanta losing. falcons lost miserably today to the cardinals oh that was sad too and here's the thing so we're- the ref screwed them on that one matt bryant Missed a field goal that would have tied up the game. No, the extra point. The extra point, yeah. Poor Matt Bryant. But he does, he's not on our team anymore, so screw him. And I've got a friend that looks exactly like him. Uh, so the Cardinals get the ball, and they had like a minute so that they had to run off, but Atlanta had two timeouts. I mean, anyhow, they couldn't get a first down. Well, the quarterback for the Cardinals ran on third down, and he ended up running out of bounds, which stopped the clock. What an idiot. Yeah, it was very dumb. And he's not, he, I don't think he's the sharpest tool in the toolbox. He, uh, he runs out of bounds. They gave him the first down, but on replay, you can plainly see he did not get the first down. He ran, he went out of bounds. The ball was in his right hand. He went out of bounds. It, it did not cross, but they gave it to him even on a replay. They, Atlanta got screwed on that one because they would have got the ball back with, you know, time enough for Matt Ryan and all they needed was a field goal. So Atlanta got screwed by the refs. That makes me happy. They lost to the Cardinals. <laughs> that makes me even happier. We are third in the division. They are fourth. So we're not last in the division. What is the Panthers are four, four and two. two. So we're only two games behind the Panthers. We're three games behind the Saints. It's a long season. There's still there's still ten games to play. Anything can happen. Everybody that watches football knows this. The Saints might collapse. It's a large possibility. Well, it's a possibility. I wouldn't say a large possibility. The Panthers are going to collapse. That's almost a given. I mean, they're on a free ride now because they've got this quarterback that's throwing these nice little routes underneath and not doing a whole bunch of mistakes. The receiver still can't catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. Crap's going to happen to the Panthers. I mean, you know, they'll, uh, they're going to run up against the 49ers and the, the Saints and twice. they got to play the Saints twice coming up. Uh, they got the Packers coming up. You know, so... There's a large possibility they're going to do their second half season collapse. Not worried about the Falcons at all. They they're a total mess over there. I'm still of the opinion that we are going to be fighting with the Saints for the division title. I know nobody wants to hear that right now. I'm sticking to it. I said ten and six to start the season, so we've only got two more losses we can have. <laughs> hey, our bye week is a good time for it. Get James Winston into some therapy. So. <laughs> Some calm down counseling, put some center blocks on his feet. I don't know. We could get him medicated in that much time, right? Get a what? Get him medicated. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, hey, it's 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 not over by a long shot. And we are a good team. We are a good team. Things just didn't go our way today, but it's a long season and gosh darn it, I'm tired of not going to the playoffs. Molly has never, since she's been a football fan, 
experienced playoff games with the Buccaneers. And that just makes me sad. So I implore you, Buccaneers, <laughs> for Molly's sake, go to the playoffs. Let her experience that fun when your team's in the playoffs. All right, what positives do you have? Take us out on a positive note, Molly. We get a week off tomorrow, starting tomorrow, next week. The bye week. That's my positive. That's all I got. <laughs> you were not near as despondent as I was after this game. And you got up. You started I'm cooking. I'm just everything. conditioned to this. I'm used to it. I've That's got high expectations. Hey, and all y'all Buck fans out there, don't feel bad about being despondent, man. Keep those high expectations up. Next week, next time we play against the Tennessee Titans, October 27th, expect them to go out there and whoop butt. Have those high expectations. Don't be going into this thinking, oh, well, you know, James Winston's probably going to throw eight touch, eight interceptions and blah, blah, blah. Nah, huh? He's going to go out there and light it up. Mike Evans will probably have five touchdowns. Rojo will probably run for 150 yards. We'll have nine sacks. One good thing, we didn't do a podcast Friday. I'm glad we didn't because I would have picked us to win. So now I don't look bad. <laughs> I don't look that bad. I really did think we were going to win this game. I was pretty confident in it. But nobody could have seen this coming. No. Nobody. As a matter of fact, a lot of national, a lot of, a lot of people picked us to win. That'll teach you. That'll em. teach you. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, Till next time. Go Bucks.